Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. We appreciate you all joining us here as we come up to the end of June. Amazing how fast time has been flying by. It is DJ joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelsey and Kelsey. Not, we've finished up the NBA season. NFL training camp still a few weeks away. So right now it is all baseball all the time. We got a fun baseball diamond field show, if you will. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm sorry. I literally, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. Uh, you might say because it is baseball season. So uh, it's, it's the it's the true. It's my favorite time of the baseball season. I should say that's why I'm at a loss of words. The dog days of summer are starting to 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 come on to uh, come come about. And DJ, you and I are experiencing it right now. That's kind of why I'm out of words mm-hmm. right now. Well, our air conditioner shut off today, so excuse my short, short or, or short mindedness on this one. But no, this is uh this is a great time of sports, and honestly, I uh, enjoy every single moment of it. And you know, this is uh this is what we've all been waiting for. It's heating up outside. It's heating up on the diamond, but where it's no longer heating up is in our tip off segment. So our tip off segment, of course, brought to you by Doctor Squatch. Smell like a man, feel like a champion. All your ne- soap needs you can be found. Click the link in our bio, find yourself there, get yourself or someone special in your life. A nice little, nice little scent boost. And you know what? It was. It may not be heating up right now, but it was heating up on the basketball court as the Golden State Warriors f- closed the deal against the Boston Celtics in six games. Steph Curry with a Finally, that breakthrough performance, if you will, of a series. We finally got that MVP trophy. Finally managed to kind of shatter the ceiling and separate themselves from from that Kevin Durant carried you guys sort of thing. So, Kelsey, I'll kind of ask you, what are your first thoughts as that series has finally come up to a wrap-up and the Warriors winning, if I'm not mistaken, three in a row to at the end to close it out? Yeah, it's impressive, to say the least. I mean, you got you got to be honest. Like, you, you, you check out for two seasons if you're the Warriors. Let's just be, be real. Like, not because of any fault of their own. It wasn't like they got bad. They got injured. But they essentially checked out for two seasons. And to come back after that, especially after losing KD, uh, Clay Thompson looked like a kind of a shell of himself through most of these playoffs, not looking like Clay Thompson that we'd expect to see. And despite all that, I mean, Steph Curry, congratulations on your first Finals MVP. He did a great did, did a great job. But it wasn't just Steph; it was everybody stepping up. Jordan Poole stepping up. Draymond 
not getting out of control like I was afraid he would. He actually hmm. played very well under control through most of the series. Most of the series. Let's not get carried away and say it was all the series. Most of the series, hmm. though. The back. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the time when it mattered. The winning time, if you will. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see for the Warriors, obviously. Uh, as a Kings fan, I love seeing Mike Brown get a title before he comes to the Kings. That's fantastic. Uh, a little biasness there. But, no, it's, honestly, this feels great uh, to see the Warriors back on top because as much as everybody gives them crap, for being that team that is, you know, we're just going to – we're going to get KD, and that's how we're going to win titles. Let's not forget the core of this team was built through the draft. And in a draft, that doesn't really matter for most sports. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm really talking bad about the draft. Like, I'm not, I don't mean to insult it, but let's say the NBA draft, you get more guys through free agency than you do through the NBA draft most times. Oh, yeah, it's so, not even close. Like, the, the NBA draft, you get, like, two to three guys maybe per draft, and then you get at, at most that actually pan out. Then the rest of it's like, hey, uh, Bradley Beal, your draft a few years ago. Please come to us through free agency. You don't – there's a reason the Lakers have no draft picks for the next – was it Fortnite? It feels like next four decades. Yeah, and like, and like the, 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 the reason the Sixers didn't pan out, despite trusting the process through all those draft picks, is because the draft picks don't really matter in the NBA. But the, when you do it right, it matters. And the Warriors have proven they did it right. They built from within. And here they are back on top of the, the mountain again. And now, good luck knocking them off. Now, I will say this, though. That Celtics team probably didn't – probably they were a year early. Let's be completely fair. That Celtics team put up a damn good fight. And I enjoyed every single moment of what I had to watch. But I can't wait to see what they can do next year with Ime Udoka getting a full season after, like, after the transition that he had. Like, he had that full season, obviously, this year. But, like, the transition at, at the midway point and what he was able to get this team, now he knows the – the formula for this team. I'm really curious to see how deadly they're going to be next year. So we have two more questions based off this one as well too. My first one is a lot of talk about moving Marcus smart or going to get an actual point guard instead of going with the Celtics. Do you think they should, do you think they should ride out with Marcus smart as the point guard? Right out with Mark, Mark, Marcus. Okay. So the Celtics have tried this how many times in a row now? Let's go get a big point guard. Let's go get Kyrie Irving. Let's go get Kemba Walker. These guys are going to save us, right? Wrong. no, the Celtics are a – they're a lot like the Red Sox. They're a nitty-gritty team. They're a team that is driven through grit and heart. They're, think about the best point guard in Celtics history, Bob Cousy. I'm not – like, he is like – the guy is not known for being finesse, for being fancy with the ball. He's known for being a pain in the butt to go, like to deal with and just diving into people to get a ball. Rajon Rondo. Nothing about Rajon Rondo's game is – High class, top tier. Like obviously, his up and under is fantastic. His his vision is fantastic, but he is known more for his grit and his heart than he's known for everything else. So I think I honestly think Marcus Smart is the perfect guy for this 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 team at point. I do. Th it's funny you mentioned Rajon Rondo because I think he would be the perfect point guard for this team because he has Fair. all that knit and grit, the defense, but he has so much playmaking ability, the ability to pass the ball to find guys and get others involved. And I think Marcus yeah. Smart could work on that a little bit. It's not that he can't pass; he can't play make. He's just you can tell he's not a true playmaker, I guess, in those he's Chris Paul, Lonzo Ball type of roles to help Brown and Tatum get their spots a little bit easier because they can ice a one-on-one, -on -one and we saw what they could do, got them to the finals. But in some of those tough games, it would be nice to have a guy that can get you the ball where you want it to get a bucket. So obviously don't get rid of Mark Smart, but I wouldn't mind a backup point guard who's a little more in that point traditional point guard-esque mold, yeah. like a, that sort of thing as well, too. Like Let's be fair. If they get a chance to go get Rondo, yeah, go get Rondo. <laughs> like, I'm not I mean, going to. That was an option. Yes, absolutely. As yeah. well too. Or even like a Ricky Rubio's a backup point guard, and then you could play him and Smart at the same time. Something something like that. Just a guy who's a little more 
traditional with passing the ball is what I'm thinking as well, too. So but as not- insulting as it would be to get Pat Bev out there and he would do I, like obviously I hate to say it, but that's the type of player that does well in Boston, like as a point guard. That's no, always just- been. It's like it's like quarterback for the Chicago Bears. You don't you don't get a passing quarterback with the Chicago Bears. That just doesn't happen. None of their best quarterbacks in their history are passing quarterbacks. Just send Draymond Green to that team as well. So you got probably the most unlikable team of all time. He put all of that together as well, too. And speaking of the Warriors, the last question we have coming out of these finals, I'm opposed to you because I think you'll have a kick out of this one. Steph Curry, where does this put him now in those all-time rankings? Now he's finally got that last quote unquote monkey off his back as a top as a with a finals MVP. Where do you rank him all time and most importantly as well, too, do you think this kind of solidifies his career? I think if it solidifies anything, I think we just witnessed the best we're, – we're witnessing the best shooter to ever play in the game. Um, and I do mean that from the standpoint of three-point and beyond. I don't mean that at a mid-range situation. Larry Bird still, to me, is the best inside the three-point line shot shot creator in the, in the game. Like, what he was able to do shooting inside the three-point line. And, and honestly, let's be honest, if he had a three-point line, he probably would have been one of the best three-point shooters ever as well. But he did through most of his career. Steph took advantage. He changed the game to be what it is today. And I, as much as I, me, I don't enjoy watching guys in a fast break stop up, stop for a three-point shot, like go get your free two points. But you know what? It is what it is today. Steph is Steph is a big is there for a large part of that, and he's a big reason why. And I've always had him. I shouldn't say always. I've had him the last couple of years in that. 10 to 15 range. I do think this might bump him into a top 10 situation because it does bump out a couple guys that don't have even two rings, let alone four. Like, and then you get the finals MVP on top of it. Granted, he should have two finals MVPs now. Hmm. Um, and this is like, I do think it puts him up in the top 10. I just, I to say it solidifies anything for him yet. It's hard to say that right now because there's still the points title. Like you look at the most points in NBA history, He's still not there yet. Oh, not even close. But he shoots threes at such a high clip. He does this for another five years. He breaks into the top 15, top 10. Now we're talking about a guy maybe creeping his way up into a top six conversation. I will say I kind of have him in that 15-ish range too, but still climbing, mostly because there just hasn't been enough regular season. Like he, It's almost yeah. similar to Kawhi Leonard as well. Like You look at their postseason, like that's a Hall of Fame career in itself, just if they never played a regular season game in their life. They're – what Steph's done in the postseason, I know he has the two MVPs, the unanimous, all that sort of thing. But you look at, like, assists. He's not very high on the assist ranking either, partially because of injuries, just partially the offense they play in. Points, as you mentioned, he's not even – I think he's, like, 47th or something like that. In total. Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's like – he needs he needs five solid seasons of – Like, he has a ways to go – like, like just on his pure – just his pure, absolute uh, postseason, Hall of Famer, undoubtedly top 20. Regular season MVPs put him in, like, that f- – between 10 and 15 probably like 13 14 so somewhere in there he's got some room to he's got some room he can climb i just just need to kind of bolster up that resume a little bit as well too maybe or you get another ring and you can bolster it that way as well too that's at that point it's just like undeniable it's almost joe montana-esque if that feels like like you don't look joe montana's regular season we always remember the super bowls and stuff like that so it's almost built in the same way as that yeah just just around this out for your to your purpose and then this is what i'm kind of i'm i kind of alluded to a little bit earlier you have Ray Allen, you have Reggie Miller, you have Steph Curry. Who do you think is the best out of those three? Oh, Steph, easy. Not even close. Yeah, same here. The all-time best shooter. You could throw Larry Bird in there, and, and then that's probably a little bit of a closer conversation. I don't know about you. I believe that's a closer conversation, but I still think Curry takes that. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Shooter-wise, I'm still going with Steph comfortably. Overall player, Larry Bird still got him as well, too. But yeah. I think I, – I know what you're saying, though, as well, too. Like, like yeah. So, you know, yeah, okay, we have him at 12 right now. 
that's not the worst thing we're talking about. Like we're talking about the best shooter to ever play in the game, and he's twelfth all, all time in these the players. Like that's not something to shake your hat. That's like that's something to be like. Put this on a mantle. Go home. T- tell your mom. Put it on the fridge. Like this is a huge deal. <laughs> like that's not a small thing to be top twelve of all time NBA players. To, honestly, it's, top it's fantastic. 15, top twelve, top seventy-five. Any of that's quite the accomplishment as well, too. He's just he's been so great; it almost feels blasphemous when people keep him yeah. say he's not top ten. It feels like at some point, but I, I think so we hard, can, fifteen it, feels like a good spot while climbing as well, too. I yeah. think my last question for you before we jump into our next event: Has he passed Kevin Durant on that list? Him and KD are going to go back and forth in my eyes. So I still like don't have KD. I still don't have KD in the top ten either. So like. You're, we're talking again. They're still in that ten to fifteen range. They're just going back and forth, kind of seeing what's there. And, and honestly, the biggest difference now between the two of them is Curry won one without KD twice too. Twice, yeah, twice now, yeah. And and that MVP, obviously mm-hmm. taking the MVP camp. And then you look at what KD did leaving, nothing. <laughs> like he's had arguably more talent after leaving the Warriors and had has done less than Curry. I will give him the benefit of that as he walked into an absolute unknown catastrophe oh, of how yeah, that yeah. turned out as well, too. Like no one anticipated that. And he has been spectacular, but it's, it's gotta be, I know what you mean as well. So like the resume has to show something like, and it's yeah. like you said, they're almost 14, 15, 15, 13. Like they're going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how they play out for the rest of their careers as well, too. But I thoroughly enjoy watch both of them and I can't wait to see more. As you mentioned, best shooters, Kevin Durant's in that conversation too. We can't leave him yeah. out, but he can shoot from <laughs> anywhere, anywhere 40 feet and in he gets, he literally pulls up. So, I look yeah, top to five it. shooter right now. I mean, I, he's probably five, but it's still close. Like <laughs> he's still in the conversation. Everything else that he does at an incredible. If you include yeah. shot, shot creating, he's up there in like top two or three on top of it. Like it's he might, on, he, on, might, on, on, on. he might compete with Larry Bird in the shot creation category. Yeah, you could, we can go on and on about this all day, but that is not <laughs> what this episode is for. We alluded to baseball, so we're gonna kick things. We're gonna send things off to baseball now, Kelsey. And this is your. This is you've been looking forward to this one. We can say the least. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba Casino. Casino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, so we're gonna head into the main event. Obviously presented by In the Clutch Apparel, and we actually have a special guest coming with us today. Uh, Ty DeMeo. Ty and I actually did a uh, podcast, a business podcast together, and we started talking about baseball. We went. We literally talked for about an hour and a half, two hours after the interview. Uh, about about sports and baseball. Obviously, we both have a very similar um, baseball career backing as well, and and so it kind of fell into that's what happened. But Ty's coming on today. We're going to talk about AL All Star, NL All Star starters. We're also going to give your mid season awards. We're not doing too many crazy mid season awards, uh, but we're going to do a couple. But you know, I'm going to welcome in Ty. Ty's going to take it away, and he's going to go ahead and give us our is AL All Star here in just a minute. But obviously, Ty, it's it's great having you on finally after after talking about it all this time. It took a little bit for that season to start. Definitely wasn't too happy about that. Was uh, MFing the commissioner for a little bit, but hey, we're back and get to watch my Yankees every day. Got to watch some uh, good, just, I mean, watching the highlights every day has just been nice. And I don't know, it's baseball's back and we're we're almost at the all-star. I mean, how many games left? Let's see. Um, I've had like maybe 70 almost. Yeah, but no, so awesome. So we're going to pick... 
our all-star, our, both our all-star teams, so ALNL, as well as the midseason awards. We're only going to do a couple midseason awards. We're not going crazy, but we're going to do a rookie of the year. We're just going to do one rookie of the year. We're not going to get crazy and try to pick ALNL because there's just too many of them. Uh, same with Cy Young. We're only going to pick one Cy Young. And then just your overall MVP pick so far. Uh, but, Ty, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Okay. Go ahead and give us your AL All-Star team. All right. So we're going to start with the guy behind the plate. Okay. So this, you know, I wanted to go with uh, my preseason pickup Yankee catcher, but I thought that was a little biased going Trevino. Also, his numbers just weren't as good as this guy Alejandro Kirk, dude. He's killing it. I mean, he's kind of, I think he's just kind of the easy pick for everyone right now. Not, not yeah. easy as in like, oh, just a throwaway pick, but I mean, dude, he's killing it. 318. Six Boombas, 22 Ribbies. I mean, 880 in comparison. I mean, he's playing better than him. And he's, I mean, he's mixing in the DH every once in a while. So he, he is getting a little bit out of that catching play. But, like, you know, he's going to be top catcher for a while. And I'm glad to see it because he's a little he's a little twinker. I love it. A little tiny guy. Yeah, not uh, bad for it. Not bad awesome. for a 23-year-old, too. You 23. Know, he's... he's, like, four feet tall. It's awesome. First baseman, Ty France. Easy. I mean, that guy is sick what 320 wild um yeah he's going 320 10 bombs 44 ribbies are you shitting me <laughs> 885 ops like dude this guy he had like what he had like maybe i think a week or two where he was super super hot so he's probably still kind of riding on that high but i mean hey I, I mean i knew about him last year and you know you hear about okay young guy is gonna be kind of their guy and then at the end of last year, they're kind of like, okay, he's kind of whatever. And then now he's, he's swinging it a little bit and he can pick it a little bit as well. Second baseman. All right. So I was kind of going between Luis Arez, but like, he's kind of been at first, like he's been kind of all over the infield. So I didn't really feel like, and also um, I kind of used like the MLB all-star ballot, like pick type. And he wasn't even on there for second base. He was actually on for first base, which is also like, okay. So it looks like he ain't going to make the all-star team this year, <laughs> at <laughs> least a starter. <laughs> um, so for second base, um, I had to go Andres Jimenez. The guy is sick for the guardians. Their infield is super fun to watch. Just love, love watching their lineup, even though um, they they're losing a little bit of pop, but. They, they got some guys like what 309 he's got seven bombs yeah 31 rbis 865 ops i mean for a guy that is supposed to be a no name <laughs> yeah yeah that I, looks good to me so moving to that third base position obviously i mentioned jose ramirez is that yeah. your pick third base or is are you going somewhere else yeah it was gonna i was looking him or devers i think that's the automatic kind of two that you look at and I mean, I just chose, I chose Jose Ramirez, just one. I mean, that OPS is bonkers, right? He's hitting 1039 OPS, 305 average, 16, dude, 62 ribbies. What? Yeah. Dude, that's one a game. Holy yeah, crap. I mean, that's your guy. That's your guy. Honestly, maybe even a front runner for MVP. We'll get to that conversation was, later, but. Yeah. So shortstop, I mean, for me, it wasn't really a tough one. The only reason it was tough is because he's, 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 he's a Red Sox, all right? <laughs> and it's going to be the Xander, 340, six bombs. Not, not, too, not too much pop this year, but 31 ribbies and 902 OPS. So let me just check. Let's see. Dubs. Let's see how many doubles he's had this year. Way too many. <laughs> Way too, 20 doubles, and yeah. he leads the league. 
Holy crap. Yeah. So his, I mean, his, his OPS is, or I guess it's 916. I think I wrote it down wrong. Dude, OPS 916. That's yeah. wild. He is just so good. He's just like pure athletic. Like his swing isn't like the most beautiful swing I've ever seen. Like yeah. he kind of has like a weird, like one hand finish. Doesn't really use his lower half as well, but he just has lightning fast hands. Guy can run a little bit, just can pick it. That's short. Um, of course, he's a Red Sox, so he's kind of a bum. But <laughs> uh, he's you know, he, he's he's the man. I, I wish no, the Yankees had him. <laughs> if I no, bi- no, bi- no biases here, right? No, no biases. <laughs> no, I, of course I, I, not. All right, so now we're moving into those outfield positions. I'm just going to say outfield in general. I don't care left field, center yeah. field, right mm-hmm. field. But just outfield in general. Who's your three outfielders? Dude, if this is the all-star team outfield for the AL, this might be like the best outfield of all time. All right, so I so I'm 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 gonna put them in left, right, center, but like okay. obviously it could be anywhere. So in left field, we're gonna go Mike Trout. Okay. Mike Trout, two about 290, 18 bombs, 38 RBIs, and he's hitting 1030 OPS. I mean, that's just classic trout. He deserves to be in the all-star game. He is the best player of all time. Center field, Byron Buxton, 231 average, 19 bombs, 33 ribs. 897 OPS, bam. Guys tracking balls in the outfield, has had a few walk-offs. Guys just electric right now. If he stays healthy, I mean, I said it before the, the season started, is if he stays healthy, he is going to win MVP. Judge is obviously kind of leading that race right now, but I'm like, Buxton has always been that guy where it's like, if he's healthy, what if he's healthy? What if he's healthy? What if he's healthy? Mm-hmm. And it looks like this could, I'm going to cross my fingers, knock on wood, but he's just good for baseball fun to watch um and then of course right field is going to be judge i mean 312 leads the league in home runs 25 49 ribbies 10 59 ops i mean that is i mean he he's had i think one like the one of the top first or second best starts as a yankee in history and we don't have to go over the history of the yankees just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> everyone knows is listening how good the yankees are. <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's – it kind of speaks for itself. Like, the guy is by far just crushing it. It's not even close. And, and like, because I've been watching almost every day, um, it's just – it's so much – I've never really watched a player, aside from Barry Bonds, right, where whenever he steps to the plate, you're just like, all right, like, I'm watching every single pitch. I'm watching – I'm not even taking my eyes off the screen. He's just one of those hitters, at least for this year. Yeah, I mean, I have no complaints about any of your outfielders. I mean, like, Aaron Judge, you're exactly right. He is fascinating to watch. And Mike Trout, you just you just know something's going to come off Mike Trout's bat at some point in time, and you just want to witness it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so that does it with the outfield. So what? now there's the position that I think is, is very fascinating with the AL is that DH position. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with the DH position here? I mean, I thought that it was pretty – I mean – I'm going for the guy that is stuck in that DH position. I mean, and if if, if I'm going off of that, it's going to be Jordan. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is literally, he actually might be, this is hard to say, but like lefty bats, goes, like he's one of my favorites to watch. Just like he has such simple hands, like his lower half is fairly quiet. Um, and he just kind of goes bat to ball, but has like a, a really nice like launch angle just through the zone. And, and he's and it's quick, right? He's big boy, so he has to have quick hands, um, a short bat path, right? And 
it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch, right? I mean, his, his numbers, right? He's hitting 316, 18 bombs, 47 ribbies, 1040 OPS. I mean, what I mean, what more is there? And and he, in my opinion, he is. I mean, I, I guess Altuve, but like him and Altuve, most valuable players for sure. It's not even close. Um, I guess Jordan doesn't play defense, so maybe not. But I mean, <laughs> for me, like that, it's 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 that's that's an easy pick for DH. You know, it's it's funny because this guy Jordan has has been getting nods for AL MVP as a DH. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of such a thing, and it is because of just how fascinating his his ability at the plate is. It's, I mean, he won so ALCS on, on, on MVP honors, and you know, like so he does know, like he knows a little thing about winning hardware so as a, as a DH. So starting pitcher for this AL team, who do you have actually going to be getting the nod here? There's plenty of options here. Like, honestly, there's like six guys that I could think of that, that are, yeah. are deserving of the starting position. Yeah. So like I was telling you before we got live, I mean, I was like nasty Nestor. I mean, I'm going to do, you know, I was like looking for all these little stats that might bump him up to number one. I mean, he for sure is just blowing people's minds, not really blowing my mind. I mean, from last year, watching him throw, I mean, almost all the starts, like, you know, I knew that he had what it takes to like, actually to be a quality starter, but like definitely top five. I mean, he's top four on the Cy Young predictor, right? That that's wild. So had him, but no, I actually ended up going. I also looked at Shane McClanahan a little bit. I I like him has a lot of K's just at least for an all-star vote. Like, okay. Right. Verlander too. looked at him, but I don't know why, but I think I'm, I'm going Alex Manoa right now. Okay. I dig Alex Manoa. Um, he's got a one six seven ERA. I think it's number one in the in the AL so, or one of them, the top two. He's eight and one uh, record. His WAR is two point nine. I'm pretty sure that was the highest WAR for pitchers in the AL. He's also a big boy, so he's it's super yeah. fun to watch. And he gets fought, dude, on the bench when he's not starting, dude. He's he's like the first guy on the bench just chirping at the other team if something something doesn't fly for him. <laughs> he's just hey, chirping. So that'll do it for your all-star team. Now I'm gonna move over to DJ's all-star team and see what he's got real fast. All right, yeah, that was definitely a pretty interesting list there as well too. And you know what, mine's not too, mine's not too far off as well too. But Kelsey, uh, yeah, that that was pretty interesting, huh? That was not not too bad there. I feel like you agreed with a lot of those picks as well. Yeah, you know, I liked a lot of his picks, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was one of those things that uh, as we were talking about it, as I could continue to cover my face up, man, this guy in the back, he needs to do his job better, right? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, if anybody doesn't know, the joke is I'm the guy in the back, and anyways, uh. Just putting pulling the curtain behind. Anyways, I loved a lot of his picks. I, I want to go back to to this one right here. Jordan Alvarez. Obviously, he talks about the swing pattern there with Jordan Alvarez. I could go on and on and on about swing path and keeping it flat to the zone and putting the knob to the ball. And honestly, I know you guys saw the cuts in there. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Me and Ty did go on originally in the conversation for about 15 minutes talking about swing path and, and putting the barrel on the ball. Um, and that was... Uh, uh, a big part of why Jordan Alvarez is on his list. I understand it, and I get it. It's also amazing why he's getting M- MVP conversations. But before I continue to interrupt everybody right now, because honestly, base, this is what I do when it comes to baseball, DJ, I want to go ahead and get your all-star roster. All right, so we're going to start with the AL. We're going to cruise our way through the infield to start with as well, too. So a catcher, I got Salvador Perez. A little bit of a reach there, a little bit as well, too. I, but when I look at what he's done on the season – He's got 47 hits, 34 RBIs to go along with it as well, too. 
a really solid season for him at the catcher spot as well, too. So give me Salvador Perez as the starting catcher. First baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, I, we all know the story on Vlad Guerrero Jr., arguably a top, what would you say, three, four-ish player in the game right now, somewhere in that range. 67 hits, 42 RBIs, 38 runs, fit, 17 home runs, and he's having kind of a down year, but I still think he makes his way as an all-star starter. Second baseman, Kelsey's favorite player probably in the entire league. I'm going to go with Jose Altuve. 56 hits, 24 RBIs, 13 home runs. Continues to be, whether you like him or you hate him with the whole Astros thing too, he's continued to have a very, very solid season. Third baseman, I got Jose Ramirez for the Guardians as well too. Jose Ramirez has been, honestly, we're going to talk more about him later. I'll leave it at that. He's got 70 hits, 62 RBIs, and 16 home runs. 3.03 3.03 batting average as well too. He has been he's been a clinic. There's nothing no I don't think there's any other way to say it. He what he's doing in Cleveland might as well be similar to some of LeBron in Cleveland. The absolute show he's putting on right now as well too. Cleveland faithful, don't hit me. It was just a comparison. Like my point is he has been absolutely outstanding. Then at shortstop, this one I kind of went for a little bit of a reach here a little bit as well too. But I went with Tim Anderson from the White Sox. He was actually your dark horse for AL MVP last year as well too. And I think he's had a fantastic season this year as well, too. 62 hits and a 3.58 batting average. That's just absolutely incredible. He only has for the five home runs, so he's not exactly – doesn't have like that beautiful long ball going for him as much this year. But defensively, getting on base, hitting the ball, he has had a really, really solid season. So that's what I'm looking with for AL infield all-star starters for now as well, too. And you know what? There's the, It's a little bit different than Ty's, a little bit different. I do like a lot of his list as well, too. I decided to go veer in a little bit of different direction for some of them. I, I I like a lot of your picks. I like the Tim Anderson pick, obviously due to the injury right now. He probably he won't play, but that's honestly he deserves an All Star nom. And that's the thing is he deserves the vote. He deserves a nomination. He is in that position. And secondly, I want to just address the fact you apologize to Cleveland fans for making that comparison. I think that is a damn good comparison for Jose Ramirez because that man, if these Indians are gonna make the, or sorry, if these Guardians, my apologies, Guardians fans. If these Guardians are going to make a run in a playoff, it is going to be behind the bat of Jose Ramirez. That man will have to put on a Carlos Beltran, Houston Astros-esque performance to lead them to the promised land. If anybody doesn't know what Carlos Beltran did, he set the all-time record for playoff home runs in a single playoff run for the Astros in the early 2000s on their way. Uh, and and you know what? It's going to have to be something like that from Jose Ramirez because – these guardians, now, don't get me wrong, the Guardians are good. Uh, I, I have to go back to Ty's list, and he actually had Andres Jimenez as his AL second baseman. And again, and that's one that if you told me before the season, I probably would have laughed at you. Like, mm-hmm. like no, that's, that's – but legitimately, in the last 20 games, he's been absolutely out of this world. And Jose Ramirez, again, in the last 20 games, leading these Guardians on, on a – like, yes. Sorry, I just had to get that out of the way because mm-hmm. – Guardians fans should be appreciative of Jose Ramirez and appreciative 100%. of 100%. I'm thinking it, I'm not putting him in that LeBron category. I'm saying oh, he's like LeBron with how he's the young carrying that young team on his back, how he's doing it as well, too. He's yeah. been absolutely sensational. So the LeBron faithful don't come after me. Cleveland, you got <laughs> your, that's your ace in the hole right now as well, too. While the football, their football situation plays itself out. We'll leave that in, yeah. as it is right now. Jose Ramirez is your guy. Everyone focus on that. And the team that is first place in the AL Central right now as well, too, on top of it, behind that bat. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But we'll move now into the outfield I have on my list as well, too. And first one I have is I also did the same as you. I just picked the three outfielders. I didn't specify right, center, left. First one I got, Aaron Judge. 
literally what more do you need to say? I mean, arguably the best player in baseball as well, too. Every time he touch, every time it seems like every time he's up to bat, you you are on the edge of your seat as well, too. 300 batting average, 25 home runs, 75 hits, 50 RBIs. He's just continues to be incredible. And then it feels like he's the next one. He's got next as far as that line of Yankee greats throughout the years. It feels like they always have like that great player that comes down every handful of years. I feel like it, he's got next and he's got present as well. So if he's not already passed. So Aaron Judge, easy vote. Speaking of easy votes, let's get even easier and let's go with Mike Trout as the next one I have as well, too. 21 home runs, 64 hits, 43 RBIs as well, too. Not to mention what he does defensively in the outfield, which is honestly, arguably, you could say is his best asset. As good of a hitter as he is, as good as he is at stealing base and everything else he offers, the fact that he is so good in the outfield makes him basically a shoe on this list for me pretty much every year until he falls off the cliff or until he retires. So give me Mike Trout out there as well, too. And you know what? We're going to... The Yankees, the best record in baseball at the time of this recording. Giancarlo Stanton, he is also going to make the, make it for the outfield as well, too. Seattle faithful, I am sorry, as well, too. I know that's still kind of a sore spot. Sore spot. 49 hits, 42 RBIs. So basically every single hit, almost every single hit he has is an RBI. Six out of seven times he hits the ball, he hits an RBI. Absolutely incredible. 14 home runs, only a 2.49 batting average only. So he's probably the... One you could potentially take off this list, but I, when you have the best team in baseball and it's close like that, I think that'll give him the nod in the outfield over some of those guys as well, too. So give me Giancarlo Stanton as the third outfielder. And you know what? I kind of I kind of like my outfield right now as well, too. You know, I know Ty said he liked his outfield and might be one of the best ones in baseball, but I'm feeling pretty good about mine right now. I'll put mine up against anybody as well, too. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. You should. Uh, you look at that. Look at that outfield. Outfield. I'm not I'm not wanting to throw any pitch at, at, at towards any one of them. Because as I talked about when in Ty, when Ty gave his list for Mike Trout, you're just waiting for something special to come off his bat. You just want to be there to witness it. And Aaron Judge, he's exactly right. He was he mentioned Barry Bonds. You mentioned it as well. It's like must watch TV right now. It really is with Aaron Judge. He is that next guy. He has a lovability of a of a Bernie Williams for for <laughs> Yankees fans. If you know, you know. But he has the popularity of a Derek Jeter, and he has the hitting prowess of honestly a guys that have never been talked about before. <laughs> and that's like. <laughs> Like there's there are countless Yankees that have had power. Like you talk about Murderer's Row and everything, but what Aaron Judge does is so naturally gifted, and obviously it helps. He's a giant monster of a man, mm. but he is fascinating to watch. Uh, talk about a guy that you know le- right now leading All Star get- leading vote getter in the AL. Uh, they just released the stage one. Uh, so actually, two of your picks are top two, and you and Ty both pick Mike Trout and uh, Aaron Judge. The top two get- vote getters in the outfield: John Carlos Stanton fourth. He picked Byron Buxton, who is sixth. Ironically, I picked the guy who's third when I get to my list uh, in outfield. But yeah, so we cover all the bases there, so you Funny can see thing. why we we're picking the picking who we are. But I, I like I like your outfield. Like, there's no complaints for your outfields at all. Maybe John Carlos Stanton. I do want to point out as well too. You mentioned how good of hitters they are. I also I threw in a little bit of the defense as well too, like when they actually play in the outfield as well too. I took that yeah. into part of like when I see him like good luck hitting it over Aaron Judge's giant self, and good luck hitting it so Mike Trout can't can't outrun it and take it off of the wall like he has done throughout his entire career as well too. Obviously, it's an incredibly small part of it, but that was my little push over the edge, if you will. That was the the tiny little thing that helped me make the decision as well, too. So now go into the the last part of my AL one designated hitter. I know it's we're kind of loose with it. I know he's he's listed as a designated hitter this year, but he hasn't always been. I'm going J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox continues to always find a way, find a way to get the hits. I mean, 76 hits, 30 RBIs, eight home runs, 330 average. He's he's been really he's been really sensational in this DH role for him as well, too. And then pitcher, I'm going to go with Paul Blackburn from o- the Oakland A's. 
obviously the A's aren't exactly lighting the world on fire. They're pretty good, but they're not that great. But Paul Blackburn has definitely been the bright spot for them as well, too. I mean, 2.26 ERA as well, too. He's been he's honestly been really, really good. Average innings pitched. He's been really, really good as well, too. He's not just like pitching one or two innings and being gone. Three home runs given up on the year as well, too. 18 earned runs. He's been absolutely he's been awesome so far this year. So give me Paul Blackburn as the starting pitcher as well. Even though he's from an A's team that may not may not may not make a lot of noise, but I think it's gonna be a no, it's not gonna be his fault by any means. Yeah, now this is uh, again. I I <laughs> JD, uh, you know, Martinez might be the one I take off your list, but that's purely because I think there are better options at DH. You know, I I picked Jordan Alvarez, I picked somebody different as well. But JD Martinez isn't a bad option. You mentioned 330, 23 doubles. I mean, he's he's not a small human being, and he's doing this. And and that that's the thing I love about JD Martinez's game. He's a base hitter. He's a guy who gets the ball in play, moves runners, gets RBIs that way. He doesn't have to hit a home run every time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think fascinates me about JD Martinez. I love his game. Um, but I'm gonna play popularity contest when I get in my DH conversation as well but i do i do like your your pitching selection i do like the idea it's a local california kid pitching in la for the la uh all-star game so i do like that like pick somebody from a, a california team i like always i've always loved that um again i pick somebody different but that is there's a reason why and we'll talk about that and of course every team has to be represented somehow as well so you got to get an a oakland a player in there somewhere why not pick arguably who the guy's been playing the best pitcher in baseball on top of it as well yeah. too just to hammer home my point on J.D. Martinez as well, too. He has struck out 60 times compared to 76 hits, compared to a guy like Giancarlo Stanton, who has struck out 61 times compared to 49 hits as well, too. So the bang for your buck with J.D. Martinez. As a designated hitter, I think he has yeah. definitely played out for that as well, too. I do I do agree with you, too, Alvarez. The, we're going to pretty swing, game over. Like, every, yeah. The ability to connect <laughs> with the ball, all of that as well, too. But J.D. Martinez in this designated hitter role, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure how he had transitioned to it from an outfield role, but – no problems for him. He he's got it. When he only he doesn't yeah. have to worry about fielding, he he finds a way to connect. I'm I'm glad they they decided to make him a full time DH in, in Boston. I I hate the all I hate him being in the outfield. He belongs at first or as a DH. Hmm. Do not put him in the outfield again. A yep. miserable a miserable experiment. Hmm. But definitely, I definitely do like your list. I like obviously both yours and Ty's list in a lot of ways, and you'll see a lot of similarities on mine. So I'll just get right to it. I'm gonna pull the band aid off and just get right to it on this one. Hmm. Um, starting with that catcher's position. I went Alejandro Kirk as well. This is a guy before the season. If you had told me he's a, he's an All Star conversation, I'd have laughed at you again. But at the end of the day, I I can't deny what he is doing right now. It is absolutely fantastic, and it, and it continues to be fantastic. And I'm gonna I'm gonna reward a guy for a fantastic season, and and you'll see that with another one of my picks here in just a minute. Um, but number two, first baseman, you mentioned him earlier, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, top ten power hitter, top well probably top five power hitter. Scariest hitter you don't want to face is he makes connection with the bat, a bat on ball that is just ungodly as far as the sound. You know as soon as it hits his bat where it's going, um, and it's fantastic watch. He definitely is the apple from the tree of his dad, maybe even a little bit better at the plate than his dad is. Um, doesn't swing after things that bounce in the dirt about ten feet in front of the dirt or in front of home plate like his dad did. But then again, his dad did send that for a home run. So what do I know? Hmm. Um, However, joining him is one of his teammates, in my eyes, is Santiago Espinel. Espinel has been having an absolute barn burner of a season, sitting at 32 RBIs, 20 walks, five home runs, 27 runs scored in 69 games played this season. This kid is out of, like, 
sec- I believe second right now in voting at the second base position. And I honestly, yeah, second behind only Jose Altuve, who, by the way, I don't hate Jose Altuve. I hate the conversation. The, 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 the fact that he got off scot-free, I hate that part of it. Um, but, yeah, so Santiago Espinel here, uh, fantastic. I actually have multiple Blue Jays on this team, and because I do think the Blue Jays are a scary team. Uh, I do think they have a lot of quality players. So there's two Blue Jays. I do have more coming up. Third baseman, I, we're all unanimous here. Jose Ramirez, third baseman. I don't need to say more. Guardians, keep paying this man as long as you. I'm wearing a Guardians hat for Jose Ramirez right now. Please, dear God, do not let this man go. Please. Um, at shortstop, though, the long-haired legacy, Bo Bichette, I number one safe, number, number one, uh, shortstop right now in the AL. I won't say NL because there's a whole other conversation that I don't want to have because I don't want to pick between the two guys. Um, but Bo Bichette right now in my eyes, number one shortstop in the, in the AL at this time, mostly because of Tim Anderson's injury. If Tim Anderson's healthy, this is a much different conversation in my eyes because I don't think Tim Anderson slacks off statistically. Um, and that's a big part of it. So that's my infield. DJ, what's your thoughts? I like it, honestly, as well. I'm glad we all agree on the Jose Ramirez one as well, too. Glad to see that. And I'm glad we agreed on the Vlad Guerrero as well, too. Santiago Espinal. I, you know what? I can't really argue it. I was trying to think. I wanted to be like, blasphemy. I was, re- I was ready to just be like, <laughs> how dare you? But I, I, I didn't really have a whole lot there as well, too. Alejandro Kirk, I thought that was very interesting because Travis Denarl has been kind of high on that list for a lot of people as well, too. I mean... I was, I was kind of surprised you decided to go with Alejandro Kirk as well, too, but not in a oh, bad I mean, way. I, no, don't, don't hate on Travis Darno. I mean, he is still, no, he might come in my NL roster. He might come in my NL roster. Or not, sorry, I meant, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I know. Salvi and, Salvi and, and, and honestly, there's a lot of catchers that I could have put up in this, ca- this catcher conversation. Alejandro Kirk is just, honestly, it's more of just like a surprise. Like he's, he's, he's been the, the flash of the pan this season. And that's kind of why I liked him. I like, give me some spice to my life. You know, like, I, I can't pick everything normal. Yeah, you know, you know, we'll see, we'll see though. I mean, there's still some more to go here as well too. So go and break down your outfield for us now as well too. Now we got to take a look at your infield. Yeah, I'm gonna skip through these two real quick and in a hurry. Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. Don't need to say anything more. We've already talked about it. Aaron Judge, probably MVP front runner behind Jose Ramirez in that conversation. Mike Trout, fantastic. George Springer, after a very slow start for the Blue Jays, has worked his way back up here. And then we all cannot forget this is a popularity contest with the fan vote. Let us not forget that that does play a part. So despite he's not the most popular person in some parts of the U.S., he's in Canada. Canadians don't care. They're going to keep picking the Canadian players. And honestly, there's not a better one right now. George Springer is is a fantastic player uh, beyond. And that's my fourth, by the way, four Blue Jays I have in the starting rotation. If you said that five years ago, many people laugh at me. Probably laugh me off my podcast. I would no longer be on the podcast. Really? I mean, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Obviously, uh, I do have hopes for that as well. And I'm just going to go ahead and knock these two out while I'm here. DH, Shohei Otani. LA, DH. He's an LA. He's an angel. Honestly, it's Shohei. Everybody wants Showtime. Please, dear God, give us Shohei Otani in LA, in Chavez Ravine, hitting bombs in the bottom of the third. I want to see it. Actually, probably be the top of the first because that's where they're going to put him. Um, and starting pitcher is the ageless wonder, the robot that is Justin Verlander. I'm still waiting for him to unhook his arm from the robotic carcass that is his soul. And put it on a wall and be like, this is the Hall of Fame. Because somehow it gets better. He gets Tommy John surgery at 39 years old, comes back, picks up miles per hour on his fastball, and throwing more accurate and faster than ever before. Doesn't make sense. So I got to give it to Justin Verlander right now, who may be in our conversation for Cy Young. May. 
but we'll he have to see on that. Might just be, he might just be. And you may, I like how you mentioned that as well. So he is somehow getting better with age. Almost, I don't want to say Tom Brady-esque, but in the same way where he has not had the fall off and he throw in that surgery too. So I, I love the Verlander yeah. pick. But you know what? For the sake of time, I like a lot of your lists as well too. You can never argue with Shohei Otani. So let's go and jump into the NL now as well too. This one should be, I think this will be a fun one. Yeah, so we're going to get started with Tyro Fast. We might skip some of Ty's answers. We'll have the bit picture up here, but we might skip some of his later answers just because of time's sake. So, guys, we'll keep you up to date. But Ty's going to go ahead and take us away with his NL roster. Behind the plate, starting for the NL team is going to be Wilson Contreras. I mean, 12 bombs, hitting 276, 26 ribbies. 924 OPS. I mean, the OPS kind of speaks for itself. I'm pretty sure he was like 100 points higher than any other catcher in the National League. So, I mean, I, I don't usually just focus on OPS, but like when when it when you're that much higher than everyone else, it's going to be that. First base, easy pick for me. Um, some people might be in between, but I'm going Goldschmidt all the way. Um, three four, dude, he's hitting 344. <laughs> 344, 16 bombs, 56 uh, RBIs. And a 1057 OPS, and the guy can play defense. He's a leader. Um, that's a guy that you want to see starting on that NL team. Second base, the one of the most entertaining players in the league, Jazz Chisholm, 242 uh, average, 13 bombs, 44 RBIs, 829 OPS. And I mean, when you think of an all-star, I mean that guy is an all-star. Like just just the way he kind of holds himself, he is the spark plug of the Marlins. That guy. Um, deserves to be on like a big stage for sure at third I think this is easy as well got Manny in there Machado hitting 330 pretty much um, 11 bombs 44 ribs 934 OPS I mean this team can swing it a little bit if this National League infield becomes an actual all-star team bam this this team can swing it because I'm also adding Trey Turner at shortstop <laughs> 304 RB or average eight bombs 47 ribs, 835 OPS. I mean, if that was a real team, <laughs> well, that would yeah. be that's that's one of the greatest teams of all time. So whammy. I you know I like that. I, I'm especially a big fan of Jazz Chisholm. I've always been a Jazz Chisholm fan. Uh, fun Same. fact: they, their single A team is actually based in Missoula, Montana. At the time, they were Ooh. Missoula Osprey. Uh, I was selling shoes at Champ Sports, and every Saturday, a guy by the name of Jazz Chisholm would come in and buy his J's from us. Every Saturday. No. <laughs> uh, no joke. So he was staying with the host family up there, and yeah. they were they were big Jordan fans as well. So he'd come in with them, and obviously, being a young kid with money at the time, eighteen, um, coming up with all this you know money that he never had before, he's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go buy shoes every weekend. So, um, <laughs> shout out if Jazz if Jazz ever watches the show, shout out to you, Jazz. Uh, don't 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 forget us when uh, you know you make make it big. Yeah, um, when he's a hundred millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I obviously love Jazz Chisholm. I've picked him up every year he's been in the bigs. Even before he was in the bigs, I was like, he's coming in. Like, he's going to make his way into the team. I'm getting him on my fantasy team now. It's paid off every year. So much swag. Um, I love it. Oh, absolutely. And then I do love the Paul Goldschmidt pick. Uh, just going back to finally getting Goldie back in the All-Star game. Like, six straight years with the D-backs. Goes to the Cardinals. If he makes it, this will be his first time with the Cardinals, which is shocking. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Still one of the best first basemen in the league. Just somehow Freddie Freeman and, and Anthony Rizzo, those couple years are just like, we're going to take over the mantle. Sorry. Bud. Yeah. I mean, he always starts off slow too. That's kind of his thing. So, you know, he usually finishes the season with great numbers, but that first half is just always kind of ass a little bit, but this year he's, he's figured yeah. it out. So it's good. 
And I do find with it a, funny with that, a shortened with the shortened spring training and everything. So that's interesting. Yeah. I do find it funny though that your shortstop for me, Trey Turner, right third baseman being Machado, obviously, those two never had a chance to play with each other as a Dodger. But ironically mm. enough, it is one of those things like two guys that one one's picking they're both picking up for their other teammates, you know, slacking this season. <laughs> Trey Turner obviously has been well on his way to this this height. And then you look at Manny Machado, he fell off in, in that first year in San Diego and this year mm-hmm. with no Fernando Tatis, you're just like, Well, is he gonna be able to hold it up and just Put the team on my back, baby. Like he he got he got thick when he when he moved moved out west and it worked out and he's he's able to hold up that entire Padres organization. <laughs> yeah, I mean Trey also what thirteen st- stolen bases? I think he is uh, like he's like top two or three. Yeah, maybe, him and him and Jazz are both up there actually. Jazz too. Yeah, I didn't even look at Jazz. I'm sure love yeah love it and <laughs> love that the that the stealing the base stealing is coming back in baseball a little bit. It's good to see. Thank God. Bring me small ball. As a, you know, I was always, I was always the big guy in the team. I don't care. I would still love small ball. Like yeah. it was the one thing I, mean, I couldn't do on a field. So it's like, I yeah. want to watch it. I mean, it's part of the game. Like, why wouldn't you utilize a, a perfectly good weapon? Like, you know, it's a weapon. Like if, if you want to consider it, like when, like hitting bombs is a weapon, uh, hitting balls hard on the ground as a weapon, hitting deep fly balls, like they, they're all considered weapons. Right. So like, yeah. why can't we use that as well? Right. So. I, you know, I, I've loved, I've loved Joe Madden for a long time and I know he just got let go, but mm-hmm. you know, he's still one of the best managers I, I, I could think of it using the small ball. It's why, why I loved Bruce Bochy so much as a Giants coach, yeah, um, Giants manager, because they, they just love small ball. And it's yeah. one reason I really, really dislike Joe Girardi in the entirety of his entire <laughs> career, because he does not sure. care about small ball, even no. though that was his best asset as a player was being a bunter and moving a guy over when he needed to, or yeah. just slapping it the other way. So weird. I know. Yeah. And like, it's, it's great to see. I mean, obviously at the Yankees fan, like that's never their game plan, but this <laughs> year they've been running a lot. They got, just got IKF who just is sick, puts the ball in play runs. Like guys are just doing their job and it, it's weird how now, Oh, they literally have like the best, one of the best records of all time. And they're playing long ball and small ball. So it's like, Come on, guys! Like the long, like the whole bomb strikeout uh, walk is, I think, is overrated. And like we're starting to see, okay, guys that are implementing small ball are are getting W's. So, I gotta ask: Do you think the Yankees are currently playing Red Sox ball? Think about the Red Sox <sighs> successful years. This is what they did. Yeah, well. I know, I know, I know. I think <laughs> to to label it as Red Sox ball is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> And how dare you? How dare That's you? Fair. How dare you talk down about my game like that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I had to say it. Some, somebody <laughs> had are. to say it. It, it, it. Like it's just it is the quintessential just how the shoe is shoe is turned here yeah, in the situation. Yeah. Weird. They're they're playing good baseball. That's that's for sure. Yeah. They're playing yeah, good. No, it's fun to watch. Winning games yeah. late, right? Winning them in extras by one run, smoking teams, some, and then right. Anyways, we can go off on about and, and not having to pay, not having to pay multi million dollars for them to do that. Yeah. Actually, spending less, spending less money than than normal. Thank God. Then a couple teams too, yeah. Except for the Guardians, we're not going to talk about that though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I interrupted you enough, so I'm going to let you get that outfield, and All we're right. going to do the outfield and DH as well. Okay, outfield and DH. Okay, so this outfield. Um, I have one that's I mean, maybe two that's it might be it might be they might be stretches, but okay. So center field for sure, putting Mookie in center field, two seventy three average, seventeen bombs, forty ribs, eighty eight or a eight eight four OPS. He's having 
I would call that a, an average Mookie year, an above average year for anybody else. But that's like an average Mookie year. Guy plays good defense still. I just saw him last week, last Friday. It was awesome. This guy's so small. It's unbelievable. I didn't realize how small he was. Um, really cool to, to watch. So he's in my center field, just tracking balls down. Left field. This is, <laughs> dude, I got Jock going and left. Mr. Jock Peterson. Yeah, I, I mean, I was looking and he had the highest OPS, I'm pretty sure, uh, for the National League outfielder. So I was like, you know what? Like I said, I don't usually uh, go to the OPS route, but for, for Jockey, I'm going to go. I kind of have a sweet spot for him too. He's from the Bay Area. I actually played on the same travel ball organization that he did. He was just one year older than me. So like I kind of have a soft spot for Jock. 14 bombs, 34 ribs, 906 uh, OPS. He does have 40 Ks, which is high, but like that's actually really low for him. So like he's actually yeah. not in, even in the top 50 of strikeouts, which is good to see. He had a three home run game a couple weeks ago, which is fun to watch. But um, yeah, and then my last guy, Schwarber. Schwarber and Wright, um, 215, 18. I mean, you can't ignore the 18 bombs, 34 ribs. His uh, OPS 837. Would like to see that maybe a little higher for a 215 average, but um i do like short but he does have um 84 k's that's a lot <laughs> so mark, that, mark, reynolds, kind of... <laughs> mark reynolds is somewhere being like i could do this guys yeah that's a that's my borderline pick shorber um and then dh is uh bryce harper 326 average 15 bombs 48 uh ribbies 1013 ops um i mean obviously he could slip into outfield dh but i mean like I was saying before, the MLB uh, All-Star ballot has him as a DH, not even in the, in the outfield. So I guess he's going in for the DH. All right. So, D DJ, as you can see there, we're going to cut out uh, Ty's pick for, for uh, pitcher because, obviously, you can see it right there, Sandy Alcantara. And the reason why we're going to cut it out is because that man's about to get a bank, and Ty and I talk about him getting a bank. Uh, probably from the Yankees coming up very soon. But honestly, you, you look at the rest of Ty's list. Any thoughts on it? Obviously, other than Schwarber, you know what? I like it. It's a it's a really good list. I have quite a, I have a few similarities on mine as well too. So I won't argue against too much of it, considering I'll be arguing against myself in a lot of these spots <laughs> as well too. All right. Well, you said it. Let's hear it. Cool. We're gonna coast through these really quick. Travis Day. No, we talked about him earlier as well too. Catcher for the Braves. First baseman. Former teammate. Well, maybe give or take. You know what I mean. Former yeah, former, yeah, former Braves as well too. Former teammate. And Freddie Freeman. For the Dodgers as well too, hasn't it's been a little bit of a down year for him, but he's still been he's still been really really good. Chaz Chisholm, you heard Ty talk about him. He's I was at that Champ Sports too as well too, so a little soft spot there. Third baseman Manny Machado for the Padres. Everything you mentioned, no Fernando Tatis. He's been absolutely sensational. His numbers are through the roof. For a shortstop, I got Francisco Lindor, also as well from the Mets. Outfielder Mookie Betts, same thing. Juan's, I have Juan Soto as my other outfielder in the same vein as Mookie Betts. A down year for Soto, but a pretty good year for everybody else. And then I also got your boy, Jock Peterson, as the other outfielder. He's been absolutely incredible. DH, Bryce Harper, Saint, not a whole lot else for me to add there. He's since he's a The DH is a perfect fit for him. Pitcher, I got Pablo Lopez from Miami as well, too. I think he's been, had quite the quite the start to the season. I think he's earned a spot to potentially be an all-star all -star starter for pitcher. You know, I find that interesting there. You guys both... You guys both went with Miami pitchers. Uh, obviously, he went Sandy Alcantara. You went Pablo Lopez. Very intriguing right there that you both go with Miami. Uh, just, just for the sake of it, you guys both have two Miami Marlins on your on your picks. So uh, it's very ironic there. They, they got to make it as well, too. Nobody's watching the Marlins, but they are pitching really, really well. 
Yeah, no, they really are. And Pablo Lopez, obviously, Sandy Alcantara, fantastic pitchers in their own right. I've liked both of them. Put I have both of them on a fantasy baseball team as well. So uh, hmm. obviously, a lot of similarities here again for my list as well as you'd expect. So just to run through it right here, I will more point out some of the differences though. Um, obviously, Travis Arno, yes, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously talked about Jazz Chisholm, talked about Manny Machado, we talked about him, uh, Francisco Lindor, we talked about him. This man's a little different, though. Ronald Acuna Jr., obviously for the Braves, coming back and looking absolutely fantastic. Number two vote-getter in the outfield right now, behind only Mookie Betts, and then Jock Peterson as well. I did put him in there just because I could not figure out any but anybody else to replace him because he is having that good of a season. Kills me to admit it. I hate it. But he is. And then my starting pitcher is actually a Dodger starting in L.A. And honestly, probably is going to win the Cy Young this year if he continues doing what he's doing. And that's Tony Gonsolin having an absolutely lights-out season right here. So like I said, most of my stuff, all the same as everybody else's. But I have a couple differences there. But I'm really looking forward. If Jock Peterson goes to this All-Star game and starts, I want to see him start in Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers that more than happily kicked him out of L.A. And I can't wait for that moment. One can only dream, right? The dream. Let's hopefully make it come true as well, too. Well, we got both of our lineups on, but we still got some. We got some hardware to hand out too, really quickly. Yeah, so we're gonna do this one real quick. Unfortunately, I can't get to Ty's video that we don't have time for that one. So I'm gonna run through Ty's list real fast. We talked about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is his MVP pick. Plain and simple, he he has talked about it ad nauseum. I don't disagree. Right now, he is a very good midseason award pick, and. I, I mean, look, my AL MVP, if I had to pick between them right now, probably would be Aaron Judge. I'm going to agree with Ty on that one. His Cy Young, though, Clay Holmes out of New York. Very interesting pick. Fifth right now in the Cy Young rankings. Very, very talented young, uh, pitcher for the Yankees, though. One of four Yankees that is on this list for potential Cy Young winners right now at the midseason. Um, my pick, though, is actually a Yankee, but it's not that Yankee. I actually have Nestor Cortez. Fun fact for you guys AL in the NL, AL situation. And his rookie of the year is from the Houston Astros, Jeremy Pena. Uh, his reasoning for Jeremy Pena is because at the beginning of the season, if you'd say if, if you'd ask who that guy was, Ty didn't know him. And Ty knows a lot of different different young kids. Um, goes on to talk about why he thinks Jeremy Pena is a talented individual mixed just with his Jose Altuve esqueness. He had a lot of shoes to fill with Carlos Correa leaving, and he did so and has done so wonderfully. And obviously, that is a big reason why Jeremy Pena is the rookie of the year. And actually, he's not the only one that has. Jeremy Pena at the number one spot in the rookie of the year for the AL. He actually had like the entire MLB has him as the number one ranked AL rookie of the year. So totally understand that one as well. Um, and then just as a uh, DJ, I'm going to go let you, let you go ahead and, and knock out your awards real quick. Cool. We'll go and make this quick rookie of the year. I got Julio Rodriguez outfielder for the Mar Mariners, 18 stolen bases, 70 hits. Fantastic. Fantastic. Young player coming up as well too. Cy Young, you mentioned him earlier, the ageless wonder, Justin Verlander himself. Absolutely incredible. I don't know how he does it, and I think he, the way he does it, I think he's going to keep doing it as well, too, because he shows no signs of wearing down. MVP, we alluded to it earlier for the AL. I'm going with Jose Ramirez, third baseman, Guardians. We went over his stats earlier. They're first in the AL Central behind him. It's almost like what John Morant and the Grizzlies were doing in, ba in basketball, a young team <laughs> led by a young superstar. There's no other way to say a superstar. So give me Jose Ramirez as the Early early midseason MVP for the AL, but the question is, can he keep it going for the back half of the season? Yeah, and that, that kind of brings me to my point about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge obviously requires to be healthy for the rest of the season for it to be successful. And I, you know, I mentioned that to Ty when he makes his Aaron Judge pick. He's like, "Don't tell me that! Don't tell me that!" Hmm. Um, but 
you know, it is one of those situations that it is it is a question with with Aaron Judge. Uh, Jose Ramirez, not so much. He's healthy pretty much all the time. Um, I've given my my you know my AL MVP. Obviously, I'd probably lean Aaron Judge. AL Cy Young, Nestor Cortez. I'm not going to give my AL Rookie of the Year because who cares about him? Everybody has their opinions on the AL. Nobody has an opinion on the NL though. So I do want to give an NL Rookie of the Year, and this a guy is six foot seven playing shortstop, and he runs faster than a gazelle could hope to ever run. This man is O'Neill Cruz, and if you have not watched O'Neill Cruz play yet, please turn on this man's tape. At six foot seven, it is just absolutely insane to watch this dude. There's no bloopers over the shortstop anymore. There's not that drastic jumping, and if he jumps, he does jump about 14 feet in the air with his arm stretch. It's insane to watch. Um, got thrown out at third last night trying to make a double, a triple. Uh, to be fair to him, it's okay. You're going to get thrown out of third more often than not. But you know what? You're probably going to be safe half the time, too, with, with his speed. Um, he's a fun one to watch. And I also will throw out NL Cy Young, Joe Musgrove. Okay. So, you know, I like I'm not going to throw NL MVP because – well, I guess I will. Goldsmith. Well, I'm, I'm going Paul Goldsmith for NL MVP. Okay. You know, I like it. For NL Rookie of the Year, I actually went with Mackenzie Gore, the pitcher, as well, too. I tried to go a little bit outside the realm and go with the pitcher, as well, too, just to throw a little bit of seasoning and spice on it, as well, too. But – this was absolutely fun, too. We we don't talk as much baseball, so it was good, fun to get to go over look at our teams as well, too. I'm curious to see how many of them we got right, which ones we got wrong, and which ones just make absolutely no sense because no All-Star game voting is ever perfect. So I definitely yeah. look forward to seeing how it plays out. We'll find out shortly, and we will have Ty on again this time, hopefully next time live, uh, so we'll actually have him in person so he can talk all the crap with us in, in person. <laughs> um, hopefully we won't go too uh, too far off topic that time. Uh, but, well, you know, time. we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. We appreciate you, as always, spending some time with us as well, too. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media pages as well, too. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 